Do you actually have to be on cocaine to be on this podcast? What's up, everybody? You're listening to yet another edition of Cocaine Willie. I am your commissioner, Bob Trollsby, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, the good chef, Andre Napier, and Fireball, Matt Marchesini. Tonight, we have the memory of a goldfish. We are moving on to Big 12 conference play as the K-State Wildcats look to rebound from a gut-wrenching loss at Missouri to face the UCF Knights at home again in the bill. To preview the UCF Central Florida matchup, we have UCF Twitter superfan Dolly Drama joining us to tell us a bit more about his Knights, uh, led by Gus Malzahn in their first Big 12 Conference matchup as one of the four newcomers to the conference. Dolly, you were one of the first UCF Twitter fans that to really get into kind of like the Big 12 Twitter sphere, for lack of a better way to put it, over the past couple of years. I mean, what what's your history as a fan and, and an alum of UCF? Uh, and what do UCF athletics mean to you as as an individual? I appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah, I mean, I've been a UCF fan uh, since I went to school here, 05 to 09, uh, some lean years. That was we were kind of in a conference USA. We moved down from New York when I was about seven years old. Uh, so we were from the Bronx. And, like, we didn't really follow college football. So we're here early 90s. People are like, are you a Seminole or a Gator? And I'm just like, I just kind of don't kind of gravitate towards anything. Um, so I was kind of a free agent for college, decided to stay home a little bit from Orlando area. Um, and then uh, it was awesome, man. I remember we used to go to game in Citrus Bowl, used to be across, uh, across town. Was there 05, 06. We get the stadium in 07, open it up with Texas. We come close. Um, so there was a whole bunch, man. A lot of great memories and firsts. Uh, it's great to be a UCF fan for that kind of uh, factor. I went here, uh, my middle sister went here, and my youngest one actually went to South Florida which is uh, pretty fun for the Warren I-4 rivalry. Um, but yeah, no, just kind of became a UCF fan, uh, went to a road game. It was UCF at NC State. I think we were like two touchdown dogs, and it was Kevin Smith, first play from scrimmage, reels off like a 70-plus yard touchdown. Um, we went absolutely bananas, you know, and it was just kind of just hooked from that point. I remember pre-gaming, we were at the hotel pre-gaming seeing uh, App State upset Michigan when they were number five. So it was like, why not us? So it just kind of got hooked from there, season ticket holder, um, and just been kind of ride or die since there. And then once about two years ago, we got the invite to the Big 12. It was just kind of just like all hands on deck. I think you were one of the my, one of my favorites, just kind of a play on Bob Bowlesby, um, which was incredible. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, K-State Twitter has been probably the, the most fun. We came in kind of hot earlier in the year on the uh, the other side of Farmageddon with uh, Cyclone Larry just kind of just taxed us from the, from the get-go. Um, so that buzzsaw was fun. And then just kind of just kind of in fun with everybody, man. There's such good people um, just to kind of have fun and, and just kind of spar a little bit and talk some smack. But it's all good. I love it. Um, so let's look at the uh, matchup for the season um, and talking a little bit more about Gus Malzahn. So third third season um, as UCF's head coach and took over a program that, you know, Scott Frost and Josh Heupel, they had really good success in their time at UCF. Um, he's won nine games in each of the previous two seasons, off to a 3-0 start this season. 
I know a lot of folks in K-State and Big 12 circles have noted UCF as probably the strongest of the four newcomers um, this uh, this season. And there's no doubt this weekend's matchup is, I, I think, going to be a really good lit- litmus test, um, not just for us right now, but also for you. Um, so what are the vibes within the program right now as UCF enters conference play and, and tries to make a run here for uh, the Big 12 championship? Like I was saying earlier, I just it's kind of surreal, man. This feels like an out-of-conference game, you know, especially in September. As a G5, you have to be so damn perfect on just beating a mid-tier ACC team or just showing out if the stars align with someone that was ranked preseason, you know? Um, now we can kind of enjoy the full breadth of the season. I mean, we can actually be in a title race. That's not just us, Cincinnati and Memphis, or, or Tulane even last year. That kind of snuck up on everybody. Um, the vibes are good, man. I think... You know, we had George O'Leary when I started here. He was kind of putting the groundwork of the program. We've only been D1 since 96. Um, you know, we had Dante kind of put us on the map. But building from there, we were in the MAC for a little bit before we went to Conference USA. So getting that on-campus stadium kind of really solidified it. But we've had a fan base, you know, from Division three to all the way up. Only kind of school in the country that's played all that. Um, but the vibe is great, man. I think when Scott Frost got here, it was kind of a, a culture shift. You know, we couldn't have names on our jerseys. Now we are like uh, Oregon East with just different color combinations. Um, let's play music at practice. It's just like, let's go crazy. Let's just have fun. Let's kind of uh, embrace our youth as a university. So that was awesome. 16 happens. We kind of show a pulse. Um, 17, that magical run. Um, and then he kind of leaves and we thought, you know, that's is that it? And then Hypo runs it back. You know, he, we had Mackenzie Milton. That was incredible. Um, he's here for three years. And then uh, and then he leaves. And I got to be honest with you, I wasn't really too excited when we had Gus. I thought Gus was just going to be uh, kind of a, a, a Power 5 retread, just kind of park it here for a couple years, go to another P5 job whenever it opens up. And he's fully embraced it, man. That first year that he was here, I mean, it, it kind of sucks. He's been bitten by the injury bug the last few with his quarterbacks. Uh, but we had Dylan Gabriel was under center, kind of a leftover from the Hypo era. Um, we were at Louisville, literally freak play at the end. Uh, they kind of block our kick. They run it back or they, they tip his pass rather. Um, they run it back and he, he breaks his collarbone, doesn't play the rest of the year and decides to transfer to Oklahoma. So that was a little bit of a tough spot. Um, you know, Gus didn't really have him for that entire year, but we beat the Gators in a bowl game to end the year, which was great. Um, we were threatening for a conference title last year, just kind of our lame duck in the American. Um, a little bit, fell a little bit short towards the end. But year three, man, I mean, his recruiting is, is killing it, man. Top 25 right now. Um, I think we're only number two behind Texas Tech. They just got that five star. Um, but he's uh, he's putting in kind of a wall around Central Florida and Orlando. Hypel didn't really give too much love to the local area. Um, I mean, we got some studs that are coming, you know, into the wheelhouse now. And a lot of guys who are, you know, people that went to other P5 programs and they have buddies that are committed to us now that kind of want to come back. We got LeBlanc from Oklahoma for a year. Um, and with the transfer portal, you know, UCF's a great parachute spot where you can play P5 ball. You're in a great area. Um, and you don't have to be too far away from home. So we're excited for him. Um, you know, I don't think I don't, Gus has never had a losing season. Um, we're halfway there. My big expectation was just having a bowl game for this first year. Um, but he's killing it, man. We got an offensive coordinator, kind of took the play calling away from him. So I feel good about what he's cooking. This would just be a huge litmus test if we can uh, we can kind of show a force this weekend. All right, man. You gave us the rundown on basically the history of UCF. I like I like, you know, it's a kind of an upward climb you're you're describing there. But to the field, now we go versus yeah. K-State. You know, during the season so far, you had a, you know, 
two cupcakes and then that Boise State game. It was a nail biter, you know, out there in Boise on that Smurf turf. Yep. But it was a tight game and you lose John Rice Plumley. I mean, that's, that hurts. I don't know how long he's out for, maybe a few weeks, but we're not going to see him in this K-State game. You got the quarterback, Timmy McClain. He looked, I mean, more than solid versus Villanova. Give me what you expect from the offense under Timmy McClain that you would see a little bit different from John Rice Pumley, and how does that hurt you in this matchup without having John Rice Pumley? So and John Rice, I mean, he dude's a freak athlete, man. He plays baseball. He played football, plays football for us as well. Um, he was hurt a few key times last year. I mean, that Cincinnati game that we beat kind of broke their conference streak. Um, we had to get uh, Mikey Keene had to finish that game. He's crushing it right now at Fresno State. Um, we other ha- also had another backup, Tommy Castellanos, leave the program. Um, he's crushed that BC, almost beat Florida State this weekend. So the QB room has been kind of weird. Gus brought in his guy. He liked JRP's style of play. Um, it, the only I really wanted this game to be 100%. I mean, I saw Will Howard limping at the end of the, um, the Mizzou game. You guys are a little bit down as well with some injuries. Daniel Green's out. I wish we were 100% because I, I think JRP is, is he's probably the fastest white boy I've ever seen. Man, he when he hits a hole, he just goes, he sees daylight, he crushes it. Um, we brought in Hinshaw, he was a former quarterback at UCF in the 90s, um, under a, a legendary coach here, and he kind of just whispered to him, man, he was he was dealing it for that that Boise State game. Um, the only thing is just, you know, John Rice told me sometimes a little bit reckless with his body. I mean, was it a slide to get out before he got hit at Boise State um, or he's just kind of getting out of bounds? So it's going to be a loss for him. I think just having the, the the comfort of a wide receiver core that just kind of worked in the offseason with him is going to suck a little bit not having him. But um, Timmy McLean is a local guy from Seminole High School. It's kind of nicknamed Bokey. Um, up in Sanford and he started off at South Florida because Josh Heupel just didn't recruit him because in kind of way he also had Dylan Gabriel under center Um, but he kind of lit it up I mean he think he had a a PFF rating of 90 plus granted it's it's FCS Villanova Um, he had some rust in that first quarter where John Rice would kind of hit a hole and go north-south um, and just kind of wait for one or two reads to develop. I really feel like Timmy McClain is a more kind of entire quarterback. Um, he'll go through his reads and his progressions. He'll run more of a northeast, northwest, just a little bit shiftier. He'll glide where you're going to have John Rice Plumley just needs to see the hole to hit it and just kind of he's just a fearless leader. Um, for this weekend, I mean, the Bills is, is an imposing place to play, man. This is, we're not playing at Temple anymore at the Eagle Stadium, you know, with, you know, 10,000 fans, maybe. Um, our biggest home crowds have just kind of been us and what we did at Boise State. So if he can get settled in, um, we have weapons, our wide receiver core, Kobe Hudson, number two, Javon Baker, number one, um, and then the X Factor, Xavier Townsend um, in the slot. If he can deal to those three boys, I, I think we're in for a good game. And, and our running backs uh, room is, is pretty stout as well. So I don't think we're going to have that much of a drop-off. I just wish on both sides of the ball we were all at our full strength because this should have really been kind of an undefeated matchup of just the defending Big 12 champions and the guys that are trying to take that crown. And, and that's probably why we got the FS1 night slot as well. Yeah, Chef. and I, I didn't realize what is F, there's an FS2 now too? Yeah, it's it sucks. It's and an, there's going to be some games on there, and nobody's going to be able to see them. I, I would just like to have a game where the announcers are actually like inside the stadium. Our, all our yeah. games this year have been remote. It's kind of ridiculous, but that Xavier Townsend name, I just wanted to throw. I, that's a very familiar name if you're into Kansas State recruiting. That was a name that we seriously kicked the tires on, and he chose UCF. I think he chose UCF over. I mean, he's originally 
a commitment to UCF. He's not a transfer, is he? I think I think he was committed to us. Yeah, he was okay. committed to us. From yeah, because I I just remember us because we have uh, R.J. Garcia. I think they were team. Did he go to Berkeley? Let me look it up right now. He was I'm uh, derailing this whole podcast. Just R.J.'s like, from Tampa, though, right? Yeah, he's from Tampa. Yeah. I'm that name just sounds like he's from I think from Berkeley. He was from he was from Tampa. Yeah, Berkeley yeah. Prep. Nailed yeah, it. they were teammates. And I I remember oh us my. kicking the tires on that. I'm sorry. I had to do it. It just I, I wasn't you were gonna, totally getting something wrong. Honestly. I wasn't I gonna sleep. <laughs> I wasn't gonna sleep tonight if I didn't ask. So sorry. No, that was good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah he's he's uh, a bad man. So you you mentioned you mentioned Xavier Towns and a couple other guys on offense uh, that that stuck out to me just just looking at the stats and stuff. R.J. Harvey and Johnny Richardson both are at running back. Uh, they both rushed for two hundred plus yards so far this season. Uh, and and respectively, R.J. Harvey he's he's averaging six point one yards per carry. Uh, Richardson's averaging six point five yards per carry. And then the receiving leaders right now are, are Kobe Hudson and Javon Baker, uh, who each have three twenty five and two hundred nine yards on the season respectively as well. And averaging 21.7 and 16.1 yards per catch, which is pretty pretty damn solid. Uh, Bill Connolly's SP Plus has UCF currently as the 34th best offense in the nation heading into week four. So all of those stats and all those names are to say, offensively, what can we expect scheme-wise from UCF this weekend in the matchup against K-State? Uh, and, and who are some other names or of some other guys that we should keep our eyes peeled for on offense? I mean, we're going to run the the RPO. It's pretty standard Gus Malzahn um, offense. I think there was some frustration in the last couple of years with just kind of running speed sweeps. Um, there was Ryan O'Keefe is now at Boston College. He was our number one receiver about two years ago. He's over there now. Literally last year, he was just running speed sweeps, but we had um, Hudson and Baker just kind of you know running their routes. So um, I think it's going to be a heavy dose of the run game. We have a, literally, he's not a freshman, but he's, you know, he's a sophomore playing his true sophomore kind of year um, on the road in an environment. It, it, you, you can't turn the ball over K-State. Um, your defensive line is going to be tenacious, and they're going to try to get him jittery from the get-go. Um, so I could just see us kind of a handoff RPO. Um, Timmy McLean has legs. You have to respect it. Um, and then just kind of looking at the tape, from you guys at Mizzou, I mean, your secondary looks a little soft. Um, there were some touchdowns kind of over the top that we saw. Um, so if we get a burner with the Javon Baker, he had a sick catch in the last game against Villanova. Um, if we can kind of keep everyone honest, close to the line and, and let our route tree kind of develop. If you have a post route with Javon Baker, Kobe Hudson kind of slashy, and then Xavier Townsend in the flats, it's kind of a, a pick your poison, but he needs time to be able to do that. And I think your defensive line is, is going to be breathing down his neck a little bit. Yeah. And uh, that's completely fair. I, I will say as somebody who went to the Mizzou game and seeing that in person, if you have a speedster, that's automatically like a huge red flag at this point for me, but I digress. Stop, Matt. Uh, You're killing me. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, well, let's talk about your defense a little bit. They've been salty this past season. Um, uh, held opponents to 16 or fewer points in, in every matchup. Um, so 12 points per game ranked as the 28th best defense in the nation, according to Bill Conway's S and P plus, um, you have a defensive end, Josh, uh, Salisker, Salisker, um, yeah. Salisker. Uh, so he leads the team with total tackles, 20 total tackles this season, and you have three defensive backs with interceptions so far in the year. So, um, talk to us a little bit more about, um, how the defense is kind of set up schematically 
Um, and how do you think they're going to try and get against a pretty balanced K-State offense this season or uh, this weekend? I mean, our work's cut out for us. You guys, re- you returned everyone from your O-line um, from last year um, for the most part. It's getting, we run a 4-3. Um, it's kind of tenacious. It's kind of a, a mismatch. Seliscar, um, Lee Hunter came over with Gus from Auburn. He's just a, a beast of a man. PFF, he's right there. Um, our true, we have a true freshman um, and John Walker uh, from Osceola High School, local high school, he had the highest PFF grade this past weekend at 91. That's his third game, you know, kind of in the rotation. Um, there's going to be different stunts. We've been kind of playing it kind of vanilla um, for our, our defense. Um, our only kind of weakness has been our, our linebacking core. Um, I think everyone, there's been a few picks that we've had in the secondary. Um, DeCorey's Patterson was from uh, Middle Tennessee State. He led the country in uh, picks last year at seven. Um, so he had one. Uh, the Jordan Mask played the first game, had a really sick catch against Kent State, but he got a little dinged up over at uh, Boise State, so he didn't play the last game. So they should be back in the rotation. I think it's just keep everything in front of us. Um, our defense has been kind of uh, a little bit gutted, um, just key guys from from the portal. Uh, one guy went to Florida State. I think it's just our, our best position group is probably our defensive line. Um, so to kind of get that push, I could see a lot of stunts, um, kind of, I don't know if Will Howard's at a hundred percent, I'm just thinking nightmare fuel. If you have an Avery Johnson, uh, you know, under center and then a Will Howard in the flats as a wide receiver, like it's kind of like a, an expanded wishbone. What, what do you do? Um, I can kind of see us freaking out on that, but it, it's the big 12. So our corners are going to be tested. I definitely expect Will Howard to find people. Will Howard reminds me a lot of, uh, Bortles like a finesse Bortles just in the pocket, like a statue. And then he just deals, man. Like you guys just deal right over linebackers. Um, and it's just, wait, 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 wait. Okay, cool. And then Will Howard can just fall for it. I'm a Giants fan too. Will Howard falls over like Brandon Jacobs. He just lays his body down. It's like, oh no, I just got three yards with my body. So um, it'll be interesting. I just think the defense, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get a takeaway on defense for this game to, to, to keep, you know, a game. Man, oh man, this is this is going to be a heavyweight fight. I could just no, feel I'm, it. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. I'm so I pumped. No, I, I, okay, so I'm I'm the guy on the podcast that definitely throws questions out that have nothing to do with like what we're talking about because we're talking about K State football game. But I want you touched on it very first thing we were talking about when you broke down UCF's history and you went right into recruiting because if you if K State was recruiting the way UCF is recruiting, I know I would want to talk about it. So let's talk a little bit UCF recruiting. You guys are on fucking fire. Yeah. Top 25 class at UCF. Holy shit. That, I mean, eight four stars in the class already. That's kind of crazy. Explain to me what's happening. You said uh, Malzahn's putting the wall around Central Florida, basically locking it down. What do you expect from recruiting? Is this what you expect from recruiting from like, here to forever or is this kind of like a flash in the pan and is this what we're going to expect from UCF now that you know Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the conference are you guys going to be the big kids on the block on the recruiting trail 
Listen, I got utmost respect for a K-State where you guys would put teams together recruiting two and three stars where you mint gems and you, you have beef in the lines and you have men that you make it a thing. That was at UCF under O'Leary. You know, you grab a Bruce Miller that was a two-star or a low three-star on a Blake Bortles and make it a top, you know, top three pick in the draft. Um, you got to mint your guys. I will put a Florida three-star against anybody in the country, you know, wherever you're from. Um, you the difference at this level is line play, right? So we always had speedsters and guys. I mean, we put Brandon Marshall played for us as a defensive back, and he's, you know, almost could be on knocking as a Hall of Fame career as a wide receiver. Um, we've always had, you're always going to be able to get skill talent in Florida. It's just the line play. And there's a different attitude um, when we can keep, you know, top 100 guys back home, you know. You got to mind you, we're recruiting against Miami, Florida State, um, and, and Florida, but the knock was always, you're not in a P five conference. You're not sure you have an on-campus stadium. You're not going to get it done. And a lot of these kids are saying, why not us? You know, why are you going to go to a spot that you were going to tack onto tradition where you can build your own legacy and build your own tradition and play good ball? You know, um, there's going to be amazing matchups in this conference that you can have exposure, national exposure. Um, you're going to have matchups where it's going to mean something to the state of Florida. It's the only Big 12 flagship program. And it's exciting. Um, everything is cyclical. There's always been times in the state of Florida where Florida State, Miami go through their paces. But a place like Miami hasn't, these kids don't remember Miami unless they have, you know, they watch the U on ESPN plus, like it, it, it's not what they think it is. Um, and I think there's also some pride for the state of Orlando of maybe doing something like Miami did in the eighties, where you keep those guys home and hell, we're going to play high school ball. And then we, the guy across from me, we're going to, you know, put on for UCF at the same time. Um, so I think it's that, I also think it's Gus, man. I mean, Gus just brings like an SEC at CEO level of tenacity to what, what he comes in. He came in and he's like, I have guys. You know, um, he loves himself some SEC transfers. You got to do it in the line play. Um, so it's just bringing those big uglies in. Um, and, and it all starts, I, I'm going to say it's, we're going to look back in a few years. It's going to be John Walker. The guy I was talking about that had that 91 plus grade in this last game. Um, local kid, you know, was getting major pushes from Florida, man. We're watching him at Florida, Utah last year. You know, we're seeing him in Gainesville on Instagram. We're like, dude, this is going to be the last minute signing day. He's not going to sign here. Um, and he stuck with us, man. He stuck with us. Our defensive coordinator left. Um, Travis Williams went over to uh, Arkansas. And John Walker just puts on his Instagram, hey, I'm, I'm doing bowl practice with the team because I can. And he was here, you know. Um, so I think it's just kind of the stars are aligning. The UCF story makes no sense, but it does make sense. It's like Dubai in the 60s, just the desert, and now look at us now. It's just the growth that we've had is absolutely insane. But I think there's some juice to us, man. Our, our uniforms, our swag are just kind of just being irreverent, just saying, you know, we're going to claim it, we're going to claim it, and we're going to back it up again. Like, it's just – it's a different vibe. It's something different for the state of Florida. Um, and I, I think it's here to stick, man, but it, it's, it's gotta be some substance backed up into it. And the way that Gus is doing it, man, he's just getting good guys that believe, and it's from here to the space coast, to Tampa, down to South Florida. I mean, we are locking down talent in the state and it's exciting, man. It's damn exciting. Well, you bring up excitement and, and UCF's one of those teams I was excited to have added to the conference. When you look at those four newcomers, 
And I mean, of those four newcomers, we've obviously talked a lot about how UCF has kind of set themselves up to be one of those better four teams coming into the conference. I guess just for you personally, what's been the most exciting for you in this transition to the Big 12? And then I've got a follow up question after that. But but I want to hear what you're excited about first, first and foremost. Bands, man, this is this is so cool to be able to just kind of talk some ball with you know, some guys from that didn't go to my school that are not, you know, it's not game week or it's not trolling Cincy fans for the week. I mean, it, it, you'd have some spar with like a South Florida, um, you know, you talk ball within the state of Florida all the time. You're, you know, you always kind of keep tabs on that, but it just feels like you kind of have a cool community, man. Everyone kind of brings heat the same way. Um, enjoying your conference matchups out of conference. You know, I haven't watched so much conference ball that I had in the last few weeks. Um, Cause there's actual implications of, you know, things of just like, holy crap, like, you know, Oklahoma State loses to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. And all of a sudden Cincinnati gets slotted in for, you know, a spot that we didn't go to a CFP for Oklahoma State. So just having fans. Um, and I, I'm also excited to kind of have these college towns, you know, UCF is not a traditional college town um, on game day. You know, the East side of Orlando is, is totally black and gold away games. You'll see the, you know, everybody will have uh, their, their watch parties and their bars and all that, but you know, to fly into uh, to MHK and just see the town, go to Aggieville, like, you know, hear the Wabash cannon, just like be out there in the out by the bill and just like raging. It's, it's so cool. And, you know, just kind of seeing everyone's tailgate photos and stuff. There's a certain energy towards that. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to like watch live football, maybe in a hoodie, you know, um, just to see some games like a little bit colder environments and see some fall. So I'm excited, man. It's going to be great. I'm even, I'm even stoked for like, you know, our basketball pedigree hasn't been the strongest, but like going to Kansas city for that, that, that looks like a huge party, man. And it's a blast. And I love it. Awesome. Awesome. And you mentioned some of the traditions of like the Wabash Cannonball and just tailgating and, and all that good stuff that we have in Manhattan. What are some of the traditions uh, or things that UCF fans are known for or, or love about their school that other Big 12 fans need to know? Because one of the things that, that I love about having new teams and new schools in the conference is honestly just learning more about their traditions and learning more about like what makes them tick. So what are some of those things for, for UCF and, and educate the K-State faithful on, on what UCF's all about there? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're all about vibes and just having a good time, man. It's kind of being welcoming. Um, like, again, I was saying earlier, just a little bit of irreverence. It's just like, why are we taking this so seriously? Um, you know, especially sports, there's some super hot takes in the state. Um, people just get so into it. We get into it too, man. But it's just like, at the end of the day, man, we're rooting for like 18-year-olds wearing the same laundry as us and like, you know, have our alma mater. But it's just like, let's have a good time, man. Like win or lose, we still booze. That was a shirt that we had like in college from Pat's Laker back in the day. I still have it. Um, this just, it's just kind of have a vibe, man. It, it, you're going to win a game. It's going to be fine. But when you back it up and you have the success that we've realized, it just feels awesome. And I think people kind of underestimate, you know, how good can a tailgate scene be in Orlando? And it's just like, it's pretty damn good. It's very concentrated. It, it, it's spread out. We're not, we don't have a hundred years head start like a lot of these universities. You know, we don't, our donor lot's not going to be um, littered with RVs. It's just our average age of our alumni base is 38. So, you know, we're just having kids now, you know? Um, so it still gets rowdy, you know? It, it's still like the hokey pokey. You can still walk the fine line of just like, you know, maybe I, I will walk through the alumni or the student tailgates by Memory Mall, you know? You know, I, I could still do a beer bong. I could still hang, you know? Um, so I think we just have that, that in and out of where we can, we can, we, we still get it. We're, we're very chill. 
Um, but we we can we can tweet sweet and we can get we can get spicy. You know, we can clap back. It, we're in a state with like top three of like the most iconic collegiate brands. So like we 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 know the shit talking and we know how it happens. But um, you know, UCF traditions is just kind of just vibes. We travel really well. Um, fun things that when we were a student here, you know, we're known for the attractions. We have universal nights. It's usually like a freshman thing. They shut down universal for the night. Got to get to enjoy that. Um, our space game tradition, we're going on seven years now. We're like, you know, 30 miles uh, west of the, the 38 launch pad. For some reason, just by luck, it lines up on the 50 yard line. So you can see the kind of the rockets go up and Elon's like putting something to space like every other day. So you can pretty much catch it, you know, on the regular. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, we have that space game, just kind of something that just ties local to us, our Citronaut heritage of, you know, Florida girls with citrus and the space um, astronauts. So that was cool. Um, and we go all out on that. That's like a, a fun party. People will be dressed in spacesuits and aliens and all that. We have like themed drinks and it's just a whole thing. It's just another layer to the tailgate vibes. Um, we've been undefeated in that. We have Oklahoma State this year. So hopefully that, that keeps intact for that. Um, that's a good one. And then something I was doing a little bit more research on today. We would just always kind of take it for granted. Um, it's Spirit Splash on homecoming week, the Friday before um, all the student body alumni usually come by if you're in the area to kind of check it out. Um, there's a reflecting pond. It's in front of our admin building um, on campus on the north side of it. And essentially, is everyone's just around. It's a huge pond. It has a fountain in the middle. Um, it's pretty much sealed off for the entire year. But for homecoming, you can all jump inside of it. Um, and everybody just kind of just goes crazy. It's like an Ibiza pool party um, in there for, you know, for the kickoff. And the big thing is they have these... Uh, these rubber ducks. So these rubber ducks is very few and far between. They're like 20. They're, they're very specific for that year. Um, and you can catch them. And sometimes they have upgrades. So like you could be on the field for, you know, the homecoming game or something like that. So it's pretty cool. Tradition got started 95. Uh, they pushed the student president in the pool and everyone just in the reflecting pond. Everyone just kind of like followed after. So for a young school, that's kind of one of our things that we have it. Um, RG3 did it last year when we played Cincinnati and he actually lost his wedding ring um, in the reflecting pond. So it was like a whole thing. And then they scoured, all the students scoured it for like 20 minutes and they found it. So it was incredible. But I, I'll, post, I'll post that on, uh, on Twitter after this so you guys can see it. But he's literally like full GoPro camera just doing the whole thing. So it's fantastic. So that's some of our traditions. I mean, we're still building that. Again, we're a young school. Um, but, it, you know, to, to, to have that beyond kind of, you know, recently winning and all that, um, we just keep charging on. Wasn't the first time RG3 lost a wedding ring either, Ooh, by the way. Hey. I guarantee you that that thing is open, baby. That relationship that is open. Good. Also, oh I, I just have to say, I, I appreciate the hell out of, of UCF for being kind of an elite party school because if, if anything, the Big 12 is kind of known for culturally with the exception of Baylor and BYU, which yeah. will be its own rivalry at some point. It's elite party schools and just having like a fun atmosphere and, and including the four newcomers next year. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Just fun atmospheres, fun environments and, and good student bodies to be around. And alumni. Yeah, we only get to do that for six Saturdays a year, man, at least maybe more if we're lucky. You know, right. so you got to take advantage. Baylor's known for their unwanted partying with girls. You know, they don't. Um, they, say, <laughs> they say no. They keep going. A lot of a lot of unwanted partying. Yeah, the show them, show them a good time culture that Jeff Levy and Art Bryles and Kendall Bryles instituted. Yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway, um, before I do get into my next question, and um, I feel like if I don't mention this, um, but the last UCF K State matchup occurred in 2010, um, and a lot of K State fans who may be listening 
may remember the game, but not because of the game, but there's a classic photo that was taken um, right before the game. And we had a huge storm that came through and we will, uh, we'll have to post this on Twitter. Um, But I was a student for that game. uh, And uh, this storm looked awful, but we stayed in the student section for the entire time. You know, who knows? Some tornado could just like come through and just wreck this entire stadium with thousands of students there. But that UCF game in 2010 was a, we could call it a classic, but it really wasn't. It was a 17, 13 K state win um, that we won with like, I don't know, 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so that for me as a student, that's the last time that, I've seen K-State play UCF. Um, so I'm super excited to, to definitely have you all in the Big 12 and, and have this be a, a great matchup for years to come. Um, but also as a college football fanatic, thinking about some of the UCF players that have come through that program, you know, you mentioned Dante Culpepper and Brandon Marshall, guys like Asante Samuel, who a, a great player in the NFL, um, you know, Blake, Mackenzie Milton, um, Shaquille, Griffin, uh, the yeah, Griffin, Griffin brothers. brothers. Yep. So from your time at UCF, I mean, who's the one player that was your like favorite player to, to watch root for um, while you were there or, or up to now? Yeah, it had to be, it had to be Kevin Smith, man. That guy was, uh, he was totally That's my dog. Wrong. Yeah. I, I love, I'm a Giants fan. So I love the ground game. Um, that dude was just a beast, man. That was like our, our first on-campus stadium. And he just, like I said, I was at NC State. He just reeled that off. You know, he was super shifty. He was chasing Barry Sanders um, that entire year. I think he has all time. He's number two. Um, he was incredible, man. This is like 07. What's our smartphones, right? It's just kind of like a flip phone. And it was just awesome just to kind of enjoy that. Um, his mom was, he was from South Florida. His mom would come up to games. Um, and she was she was a ball of electricity, man. And she was so cool. And we'd be like, hey, Mama Smith, can we take a photo? And he goes, come over here, baby. You know, so it was just like absolutely um, it felt cool, man. Like and then you would see this guy in school, like just being a person. And it's like, yeah, I just rooted for you on Saturday. Um, so that he, he was great. He's just a great person. He's he's uh, he's climbing the recruiting, the, the coaching ranks and all that. And then just a funny story, Ja Reed. I think you guys had him on your the Kansas City line back in the day. Ja Reed was look him up J A H R E I D. Play I think he played for Kansas City. I had him, right? I had him in a 2015, psychology 2016. Game. That is that is a deep cut. Yeah, he dude, he was a he was a beast of a man. He was huge. And uh, I just remember I had him in a class, and it was just one of my favorite memories of college. I think it was like a human psychology class, but there was like a sexuality component to this. Anyhow, he's asking me to like keep notes for the entire uh, – he's like, hey, you have real nice handwriting. Do you, do you mind if I like copy your notes? And I'm just like, yeah, dude, like I'll just make a photo – like whatever. Like, you know, it's just cool. It was just like another player in class, right? So we're having a good time. Um, the class is fine. It was like a three-hour Thursday class. Everyone's going out. Just like, should I need to take this for my uh, for my minor? Um, so we're there. And I remember vividly – it's just still one of the funniest things I remember. It was like sexuality course or whatever. And uh, he turns around. He goes, I don't need any notes on titties. And it was just like – it was incredible. Um, but he was a blast. So that was one of my favorite stories of college. But I would say him just for that anecdote in, in, uh, in Kevin Smith for sure. 
Kevin Smith used to he used to play with his gold teeth in, if I remember yeah. right. Dude, now, he you want to talk about I, you want to talk about old school like nil type of stuff is one of the funniest things. I I still have a screenshot of it somewhere. He put on Facebook when Facebook was a thing. Um, I pay for play. It was hilarious. And then he just had you know his gold fronts. Um, he was a beast of a man, dude. He was he was very stout, but man, that dude that dude could take off. I love uh, that was my guy, man. I that was probably my favorite UCF player. Now uh, we got to get back to business of talking this damn K State game because I could just we could just have fun forever. But you know we got to get to know what UCF's gonna have to do to get the dub. I I want to know from your opinion what what is UCF got to do? What what do they got to do to get this game in in a Golden Knights hand? Those are fighting words, Golden Knights. Um, oh, no, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We got to do. Uh, we got to get the run game going. Uh, we need some to get Timmy into a rhythm early. Um, if your D line rattles him, it could be a very long night. Uh, the Bill rocking in a prime time game after a, a gut wrenching loss like that. Um, you guys are going to be out for blood. It's your Big Twelve opener. That happened to you last year when you lost it to Lane. You guys rallied behind that and just kind of reeled them off. Um, I think we're going to have to run the ball uh, pretty efficiently, uh, stop the run on you guys, and we're going to have to contain Will Howard. We just can't let him run wild in the flats. Um, and the other crazy thing is then if you corral Will Howard, then you you put Avery Johnson in. No one has tape on him, and you guys can kind of go crazy on that. He's pretty mobile, I think, too, right, um, that he can kind of take off and run with it. So – we got to do that. Um, I think just don't let the moment get too big for us. This is probably the biggest crowd that we're going to be playing in front of. That's not a neutral site game for like a, a near six bowl. So um, just kind of get a little, get our feet under us, take in the moment, enjoy it. Um, but I mean, we're the ones that are, that are on that are that are not ranked, but you know, we're, we're three and L and the last time we played a, a big 12 champion, good things happen. That was the 2013 Fiesta bowl. So We'll see what we do. Sorry, I was just adding it up real quick. K-State has only allowed 150 total rushing yards all season and 50, 50 per game. So if, if I were to boil it down to something, I feel like K-State's rush defense has done a great job so far this season. And, and clearly our Achilles heel last week against Missouri was explosive plays from wide receivers. Well, I'll tell so, you yeah, this. I'm, we had a, we had a, 33 year old man playing middle linebacker too so true <laughs> i mean we're gonna have a 17 year old there now so whatever yeah i i think for timmy though for him obviously the explosive plays over the top we we got the burners he's just gonna need time and that time for the rpo to work properly he's gonna have to get some runs but damn i didn't realize 150 yards the entire season you've only allowed six yards against uh simo 70 yards against troy and then what was it 74 yards against missouri so pretty, pretty solid. That's pretty um, stout. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm feeling very good about a rush defense still. Well, uh, you gotta, you gotta take into account that they, they subtract sacks. So it really realistically, we've probably given up close oh, to, sure. I mean, 200 something on the ground, but you know, they take away sacks. So I don't really, t rushing numbers in college to me doesn't mean anything. It's just how effective you are on, for me, it's all about how effective you are when we know you're going to run. On first down, if you're running for five or six yards, that's a win every time. 
if you're getting tackles for loss on first down, then, you know, that's a different subject, but rushing yards, I don't ever look at those. It's how effective they are on when we know you're going to run. And if you guys are able to run the ball for four yards on first down, then you guys, it's going to be, it's going to be a slaughter fest. Would you guys say one one A, one B for you guys for just strength of position groups would be O-line, D-line or flipped? (laughs) Well, it's a whole thing. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Uh, you, you said we got our five, you know, returning all seniors. We're still missing one. We don't know if he's going to play. And right. they've just not been cohesive at all all year on the offensive line. Realistically, our best position groups have been D-line and probably D-line. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't – we're – well, I can't say I, linebacker anymore. I mean, well, yeah, but up to, up to up to this season up to, okay, or yeah. up to this game, um, there's so. something. If there's stuff in the run like that. I don't care who you for three for you know 25 percent of a season. That's still pretty. It's pretty stingy. Yeah, I mean, our D line is is probably the most elite thing we the most elite D line we've had collectively in a really really long time. Nose guards elite, at least our starter, and our ends are were deep and. And that's after losing a first round draft pick. So, I mean, it's just, right. it's been a blessing that our D line has been as good as we have because our secondary has been, at least the safeties have been a little shaky. But yeah, Bob's about to ask you a question. I want to get to that. And then we could talk ball after that. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got my last question, which is just hit us with your final score prediction. And then after that, any questions you have for us, anything else you want to discuss and then plug whatever. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first Big 12 road game, um, we haven't been used to huge environments. The biggest thing was Boise State. We hit a last-minute field goal to get out of there. Um, Colton Boomer is a guy that I could see is keeping things close. It needs to be in between the 20s um, to kind of kick. He's good from 55. Uh, my prediction is going to be 34-24 K-State. Um I'm just being honest. I am believing. I mean, just it's just it's it's early in the week, but I think 34-24 uh K State. I think the line's at 8. I think 34-24 puts it right at the under at 58. Uh, that that thing's dropped like a rock, bud. I saw that, six and a half, I think. Six, six and, and a half. half. Yeah. That thing's dropping. It'll be it'll be less than a touch. It'll be probably about 4 points by the kickoff. Guaranteed. Yeah, I, I I just think 34-24, Will Howard in the air. Um, what's your boy? The uh, the guy with the jump pass. Sino was his name. Ben Sinnott. No, Ben Sinnott. Yeah. I I love that dude. That those passes in that last game were incredible. Um, and he's he's shifty. He just he just he's elusive. Our linebacking core, I think. I think the average height is like six one. Isn't he like six three or six four? He's just going to be able. Him and Will Howard are just going to be able to just kind of you know just jimmy it over over our linebackers if we're not getting pressure on our D line. Um, I don't think it's going to be. It'll get away from any of us. I think it'll be a game through the second third half. I, I think it'll be a game all the way through third quarter and the third quarter will be a game. But I think you guys will do enough to push away. Um, that that's going to be an environment that a lot of these kids haven't played in ever. And if we can, if, if we can, if we can find some magic, we'll find it. But in my gut, I think 34, 24 K state. I'll take it. I love it. Well, Dolly, we appreciate you joining us tonight. I obviously want to throw back to you for any questions or topics you have for us and, uh, and then plug whatever you want. 
Yeah, man. Um, so you know, like there's that whole thing on on Twitter, like the whole UCF Twitter mafia, and they get all you know, they get all up in arms and crazy. And they're they're my people. I love them all. They're all great friends. But I just wanted I did some research myself. I just wanted to pull up some old some old K State tweets, just not old takes exposed, but just some things. I just wanted to just get some clarification. We're here face to face. I just have some questions. Um, there's there's a ball knower amongst the group here which I, I got to give major props to. And that's Fireball Matt. Fireball Matt mentioned earlier he was at the uh, the Purple Wall Cloud game. That was incredible. There's no engagement on this post, by the way, that he posted. Just checked in from the UCF versus Kansas State game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Hashtag ESPN Passport. No engagement. Zero engagement, all right? So he was there. So he, he wasn't lying about that. So he was actually at the game, which is incredible, right? Um, 10, 18, 13, dang, UCF, dang, right? So I look up that game. That was us uh, taking down Teddy Bridgewater at Louisville. They were number six in the nation. Only loss that they had, right? Yes. That was, I remember that game. Yeah, so he was – maybe that was a Friday night game. We were going crazy, so maybe he was out. And he goes, dang, UCF, dang. So that, that – that, these like there could be shirts made of these. These are incredible, right? Um, for the final one for Matt, uh fiesta bowl he knows ball yeah, i take, i remember we, this we were, we were nine we were, i think we were like 17 point underdogs biggest underdogs in new year six bowl history i take ucf to cover they'll make it interesting all right so that's they that's did. ball mower matt and that's this was spanning from like all the way back to like 9 25 10 which is incredible all right so now we get to chef now the time of year is incredible for this but it's pretty hilarious oh no i trade <laughs> i trade ucf for kentucky <laughs> I trade for Kentucky. Pause. Oh my god! So I looked at it. And I go, what, 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 what would be the thing? And then I looked at it. February tenth, two thousand twenty-three. This year, that's in the midst of basketball season. That I could totally, you totally get a Mia Culpa okay. Blanche. I, I get that one, but I trade UCF for Kentucky. I got one leg. Okay, I got one leg. <laughs> then friend of the program, the Cocaine Willie account. New 12 or the new Big 12 is forming. If you had to create a food item for each of the four incoming Big 12 teams, what would you choose? Bob Trollsby writes UCF board shorts with a side of regret. What the hell does that mean? That's my finest work right there. <laughs> that killed me. Allison Renner, one of my favorite K State fans, first comment UCF is a shot of well vodka. And you post, like, a, I can't even see it, a Viaca bottle of, like, shitty vodka. It's hilarious. UCF is a shot of well vodka. You co-signed off that. But that killed me, man. UCF board shorts with a side of regret is fantastic. I'm pretty sure I said, we talked about this on the show. I went with the turkey leg from Disney World. Because those things, like, people go absolutely yeah. insane for that I shit from Disney that. World. Like, $15 <laughs> turkey leg that's, like, oh, 3,000 yeah, calories. Yeah, it's great it, when it's eighteen dollar beer night too at, at the parks. You'll be you'll be set. Oh my god! No, that that was just incredible. Just to like you know, you just get in, invited to stuff, and you're just like, let's just let me see the home that I'm walking into. And I was just like, this is pretty nice. But no, Chef, you're totally good. Kentucky, that makes total sense. We're talking basketball, yes. new blood for a blue blood like that. Totally, yes. totally fine. <laughs> Matt knows ball. That's incredible. I just, the, the hashtag ESPN passport. Okay, yeah. What so, is that? So Dude, back, the hashtags were the day, huge back then. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, 
ESPN had this feature where you could check in and basically like at a sporting event and it was like a log of all the sporting events that you would go to. And so I would check in for like every sporting event that I would go to. So if it was K-State game or like Royals game, something like that, I would always check in because I thought, oh man, this would be great to keep track. I don't know if there's any way I can get any of that back, but I would check in for every single one. So that's, that is why. Dude, uh, this is Why? my new favorite segment of all time. <laughs> I want every guest to pull the receipts on all of us every time. That shit was the funniest oh thing God. I've ever heard. No, that was great. Good. And if no. you ever call Matt a ball knower again, I, I, <laughs> I you're you know uninvited. Andre's still, locks. Yo, Andre's locks. I still, I mean, I, I remember the UCF game. It was, I swear it was like a Thursday night game, maybe, or like no, it was Saturday. A, I think it wasn't I'm, gonna write about it. I'm gonna write about it this week. Um, so I like I contribute to uh, on the sons of UCF.com. I have uh, a column, the lowdown with Dolly, just kind of writing not like game recaps or anything, just something a little bit interest, human interest, just anything that's kind of on my mind for the week. Um, but I'm gonna write about that game. I remember I had to uh, I had to work in the afternoon and the game was just I thought we had the game in hand, and I'm in the parking lot. I used to work at used to bartend at Universal on the weekend, like right when I got out of college. And I remember being in the car, listening on the radio, and I was just like, are you effing kidding me? Like, we will never beat uh, just a Power 5 team. Like, it's always UC if, like, what is happening right now? And uh, it's it's hilarious. Just jumping into K-State Twitter, everyone references that game, which is fantastic. But, yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean that and uh, that UCF Baylor Fiesta Bowl. I, I swear, I still remember that game because, um, you know, Baylor. That was like a Bryce Petty. I'm pretty sure Baylor. I think or Art Bryles too. Yeah, and Art Bryles. Um, but that was a good UCF team. I mean, and I was living in Texas at the time. Obviously, there's no sports betting or anything. But I know ball, Chef. There's a reason why all my locks are like good is because I knew UCF was gonna cover and then i mean did more get your than brown that. paper bag ready for this week that's all yeah, I, I will <laughs> don't worry <laughs> well on that note dolly we super appreciate having you on this was awesome uh you're making it up to manhattan for the game this weekend it sounds like so i'm not unfortunately oh, but i will in the future brother bummer well next time let us know you've got a tailgate Absolutely. to go to from a fireball mat there he's, he's always handing out fireball shots i love it so it's likewise next, down next, here man. you guys are always yes. welcome absolutely awesome. thank you thank you well thanks thanks a ton for coming on and for all of us here at cocaine willie thank you for listening uh to the show on your podcast feeds watching us on youtube uh and and otherwise do us a favor if you're listening on apple or spotify podcast leave us a five-star rating if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like on the video. And as always, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube at Cocaine Willie or follow us individually. I'm at Bob Trollsby. Chef is at Chef Andre Napier. And Fireball Matt is at Matt Marchesini. Dolly, plug your stuff real quick and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, brothers. Uh, Dolly underscore drama. Uh, just like posting shit memes, making people laugh on the daily. Um, some Big 12 takes, some college football takes, or whatever happens. SonsofUCF.com. I have a column there, the lowdown with Dolly. Um, and then uh, introducing new fan bases, UCFSports.com. Follow Brandon Helwig. He uh, he has a killer photo of that purple wall game. Uh, but he'll be in Manhattan this week and kind of keeping, uh, keeping the eyes and ears down there. But he's been a G- OG from back in the day. So kind of like your fits. So he's the man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Chef, go ahead and take us out. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, baby.
We are all coke and no joke. Wildcat country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride.